0: What is your podcast called?
1: Talkin' Texas Forever.
0: Talkin' Texas Forever? I love it.
1: Thank you. I'm new. I've never seen the show.
0: Welcome back to Talkin' Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. And we're discussing Season 3, Episode 2, Tammy Knows Best, original air date October 8th, 2008, written by Elizabeth Heldens and directed by Jeffrey Reiner. The four words I gave you along with the summary, article, identity, respect, and guardian. Is it okay? You did. You did great. (laughs) In this episode, Matt searches for a way to help his grandma and must find his long-lost mother. (sighs) Eric continues to help smash Tim and Lila face a roadblock in their relationship, and Tyra runs for class president while Tammy doesn't approve of her approach. Neither did I. we talk about it. I can't wait to get into that because Kate sent some interesting words that I didn't feel the way. Oh. About Tammy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so I'm curious on your take. So we open with Billy barging into Tim's room. Tim's with Lila. They can't get the new belt buckle off. (laughs) And the best thing, not that we're going to go scene by scene, but I had to start with how this episode actually opened. Billy says, and I quote, I was digging through the couch for change. (laughs) And I found this and it was a letter of interest from Oklahoma University which Tim hasn't responded in to. In the
1: couch was this letter. Not the garbage. In the couch. Yes. Yes. That is oh, correct. Oh, Tim.
0: The, oh, Tim. Lila jumps up and she's like, oh, my God, let me take care of it. You're getting interest. I'll respond to them. She has to be the
1: responsible party. Yeah. And th- this is a theme. In the relationship, we knew this is going to happen. This is what I was trying to get to last week with my circle. She's trying to make like something. He's not the something. He doesn't want it enough. But then she says later, he needs someone to believe in him. Yeah. Someone needs to push him. Yeah. But like maybe not write the letter, you know, like respond back to the college for him. Yeah,
0: I mean, she can't believe that he's actually getting interest, along with Billy. Right, this is huge. It's huge, and Billy's like, we're going places. I'm getting married, you're going to college. It's cute. Look at us rigging boys. Back at the Garrities, Buddy invites Lila to go out to eat with the McCoys. They're the new big boosters in town, (laughs) and Buddy wants to make a good impression. As we saw last week, they were being very, I don't mean to say it, but Buddy Buddy, It's very much up his ass. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, so Lila insists on bringing Tim. And Buddy states that he has his concerns about Tim and that he's white trash and you're going to go downhill. Are you using protection? What do you think about this? Do you agree with Buddy on this?
1: I agree. There's truth in what he's saying. Yeah. Um, As a parent, you... I'm not a parent, but as a parent, you would want the best for your kid and I feel like we've had this conversation before on many of our podcasts like the parent is just trying to look out for their child um everyone in the town knows Tim everyone knows this is Tim they know his mo they know he's guaranteed to come drunk we know he's guaranteed to fall asleep or you know sit in the on the couch with his no pants on like where you know that this is Tim Rickens. that's what the town knows him at so I don't blame buddy for jumping to conclusions that her life will be in an uproar if she continues the path of being with Tim.
0: But he also, I guess, has to just trust his kid. Well, yeah, but it's interesting because we've seen Buddy stick up for Tim. We have. If Tim, if Riggo is... Well, it's whatever Buddy needs. Right. And for the Panthers, go Riggins because Riggins is a good key player. Yeah. But dating your daughter is a totally different situation. And Lila has faith. She says, He's he's not who you think he is. He's going to college. And so this is like this has made her see him in a totally different new light. Right. She has hope that he will become something because
1: I think she realizes he very well may not and she's afraid that she's gonna be with someone who doesn't care about and having any goals. He's just gonna live in Dylan. He's gonna live like Billy and find change out of the couch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think Tim might be that person who wants more for himself and wants to change, but actually needs that person to give him the nudge. He does.
1: he does.
0: But is it time now? Probably not.
1: Probably not. I think maybe a little bit later in life. This is a very like grown up conversation to have. Yeah. I think she, she's used to a certain way. And so is Tim. And they're, they're from two different worlds, you know, Mm-hmm. So I potentially, I see this as a, a huge issue continually in their relationship. It's going to get exhausting.
0: Spoiler. Yeah, absolutely. So Lila takes Tim shopping for a new outfit. They try on blazers and they're making jokes. But Tim ultimately says, like, I'm doing this because I care about you. And she says, "I'm care I care about you. I want you to be something. Yeah, and Joe McCoy... Went to Oklahoma. So, this actually could have been a really good conversation. And so, when we get to dinner, they're walking in and we hear that Tim Googled some facts, which Lila was like, Oh my God, you Google. And he's like, I'm not stupid. (laughs) And it seems like it's going to go okay until Buddy pulls him aside. He gets in his head. Yeah. And he says, I don't like you with my daughter. Don't jeopardize this relationship I have with Joe. So that automatically makes Tim freeze at dinner, keeps responding to questions, very simple questions with, um, and then he doesn't, he has, can't say anything. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing is coming out of the mouth. The only thing he orders with confidence is rare squab. (laughs) Yes, Uh, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Are you
1: sure?
0: (laughs) Yes, ma'am.
1: Son, are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) I love the yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah him i feel for him i feel terrible no, i do too he
0: didn't want to be there in the first place no he didn't want to buy a stupid sport coat he didn't want to go if buddy didn't get in his head i think this would have went fine yeah he
1: would have sucked it up for lila and afterwards probably would have complained about it a, a little bit but because of buddy he couldn't he couldn't even get past any
0: conversation and the thing about tim he's a good football player he can be polite. He can hold a conversation. He's extremely charming. He knows how to talk. Yeah. I'm sure Mrs. McCoy would have been swooning over him. He would have said his stupid, charming shit. Yeah. And yeah. she would be been like, oh, Timmy, he's <laughs> a he's a rare fine, Lila. That's right, That's
1: right. <laughs> You vision. He, he wears those tank tops.
0: Mm, mm, those are <laughs> muscles. <laughs> She's one of us. Yes. Anyway, this leads to a huge fight between Tim and Lila. As you said, it's like we're t- from two different worlds yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Tim goes home. He finds Tyra on his couch waiting for Mindy and Billy to finish. My favorite scene. Wedding planning. The whole episode. That was my favorite scene of the whole episode. It was great. And he drops his pants, (laughs) grabs a beer out of the fridge, sits next to Tyra and says, Tyra, I ate pigeon. And she laughs. I love this friendship. Oh, I love this so much. And they could, you know, they're potentially
1: going to be like in family-in-law yes. and in-laws in a way. Yeah. So Yep. Uh, it's really, oh, well, they're, I was going to say they're brother and sister-in-law, but they're not. I mean, their brother, the brother will be a sister-in-law. Right through marriage. If, you, you know what, how it goes. Yeah. But I did love this. I love when they get together and they have their stupid scenes because it's really it, like they always get down to it at an end of a long day and they're like relaxing with each other and they're just shooting the shit and talking about how stupid they were that day. Like, I forget that a couple, you know, it was like seasons back already at this point. Tyra had a bad day and she's talking to Tim and he makes her laugh. And it's like the same thing here. I really love that. And I love just,
0: I loved the scene.
1: It was so funny. I really was laughing out loud the whole time. Like,
0: while I loved all of this, I found a growth moment because Lila comes over. Yes. She brings a cheeseburger because she felt bad. And she doesn't think twice of the fact that Tyra is there. Like she she sees Tim on the couch like, oh. pantless, pantless, and doesn't even think twice and just said, I felt bad and apologized. Right.
1: And I'm glad we didn't like push the envelope with that because I could have seen that happening too. Yeah. Like, Oh, you like, you, we break up and you go right to Tyra. Yeah. But I think at this point she knows Tim does really care about me and I don't think he wants to be with anyone else. It's just we have to kind of figure out where... How our futures are going to align because you can tell they very what very much want to be with each other and they probably want to be exclusive with each other. But they're both scared, as she said before, and she also is, and she's scared that he's not going to live up to what she knows he can be, and that is a very real possibility that he might not, and therefore I guess this that would have to be the end of them. So I mean, while I can. See the annoyance going on, for future episodes, and whatever, however, we drag this out for. I
0: I am eager to see how they will work out mm-hmm. if they do. Yeah, Will wants to know: Is Lila still a born again Christian? I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's she whatever is. she wants to be. Right, I, as Billy said, she went from Jesus to you.
1: Right. I mean, she definitely. Um, I mean, she's having sex. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that right means to her right, right you know right. does mm-hmm. that have to do with jesus does it not but you know her other boyfriend he d- was saving himself she just fell right back into into mm-hmm. the <laughs> she fell with legs wide open she, she needed it <laughs> she fell she from she fell from heaven right down <laughs> to earth um because it's tim Riggins. let's be real she fell right open <laughs> Yeah.
0: Uh, Kate asks, have you ever accidentally ordered something that you really didn't want to eat? If you were Tim, would you have been able to eat the raw squab or maybe something that's not meat, but equally gross just to save face? Oh, that's a difficult, difficult thought. You want to hear a story that happened to me in Italy? I would love to hear it. Okay. So many of you know my vegetarian story. When I became a vegetarian and my dad catching the marlin, if you don't know it, one day, I guess I'll explain it. But I'm sure you know it by now. She's a vegetarian. Right. And then I started eating fish again. And I have like this very weird relationship with fish at this point where I only eat tuna, salmon, scallops, and sometimes cod. So we're in Italy. So, and you've had oysters. Oh, right. I forget about that. <laughs> it's like choice moments in my life. It's you, when you pick and choose. Yeah. So we're in Italy and, you know, everything's fresh. But they serve the full fish. Oh, yeah. Eyeballs and bones. Yes. And it's to feed multiple people because it's a lot of family yes. style. And so the first night, the the whole fish comes out. But I don't see it. They cut it. And I eat it. And I eat a little bit of it. And I feel weird. And then the next day, I get it. I order. And I, I asked the waiter. I was like, hey, is this the full fish or like a filet? And he's like, oh, no, no, no. Get this. It's the filet. But it came very much looking still like the fish and i i picked at it and i said to aunt i said you know what i swear like if i end up getting a full fish on this trip i think i might stop eating fish the next night i kid you not we go out and the owner of the restaurant comes around with a fish cart (laughs) and pulls up every fish with a fork and goes oh look how beautiful fresh fish of the day so good with pasta so good with pasta and then picks up the other and there's prawns like giant and
1: you, you oh, know, michelle has an ish with prawns giant
0: prawns with their faces on and he's just holding them up and i'm on the end so this then he pulls up a catfish and its face is like so cute i'm a little catfish and i was like i'm so nauseous i haven't eaten fish since wow I'm probably done with fish uh, maybe wow Maybe I'll still eat scallops because for some whatever reason, it's like they don't have like a little. F- they face. don't. They don't have a face. So, yeah, in Italy, I experienced lots of fish moments where I was like, I can't really eat. I just mm. felt weird. So, yeah. I mean,
1: I'm someone who loves fish, but even I, with seeing the the bones and the head on it and everything, would would probably curb my appetite. Yes. Yeah. Um, But to go back to the question, I yeah. really don't. I'm a, a very confident um, order orderer. I've never been really disappointed in a meal I've ever ordered. It's very far and That's few a between. a very bold it statement. It is a bold statement, but I I know what I like, and I know the flavors I like, and I and even if it's a meal where I like all the ingredients, but let's just say they add like rosemary to it, which I'm not huge into. I'll be like, you know, what? I'm I'm gonna pass on that one because of that added element. So I always kind of just choose. But I like, so I've never really ordered anything and then had to suck it up and eat it that it was like absolutely disgusting. Like raw, rare like, pigeon. Like
0: rare pigeon. I That's absolutely atrocious. Also, we live in the age of technology. Anytime I'm at a restaurant, I'm not Look sure. You just, you just Google you it. You just Google it before yeah. you order Yeah. Randy's it. always like, what does this sauce mean? What does this sauce mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh. The whole town is upset with Tammy over the budget going towards the Jumbotron. Tammy's interviewed by a local reporter, and this reporter kind of twists her story. Kind of. And makes it look like her and the coacher have a strain in their relationship and marriage. Where'd she get that from? She literally pulled that out of her ass. Yeah, well, kind of piece some words together Mm -hmm. that were not exactly there. Mayor Rodell comes in her office with Buddy. Buddy sits down, and he's just like, yeah, I'll just let the mayor do this for me. And she's like, pretty much threatens her she's awful and tells her she made a mistake and she better fix it. She better fix it. Every time I hear her,
1: her name, I think of Rydell. High. I do too. Okay.
0: I do too. Yes. I thought it was just
1: me. <laughs> <laughs> Rydell. Hi. Hiya. I just like, I keep thinking of
0: Rydell. High. Yeah. She could have been a character. She could have been hi. a character, right? Yeah. Uh, buddy then informs Tammy that he and the boosters had a meeting with the superintendent. So how fucked up is that? The boosters and the superintendent have a meeting and don't invite the principal.
1: They're they're all sl- slimy. Were you
0: to say sluts?
1: <laughs> Maybe, but no, they're all slimy, <laughs> including Buddy. I'm back to, um,
0: I'm sorry, I'm back to the hating Buddy club. You are? <laughs> <Yeah>. You're there? <laughs> he tells her that they had this meeting, there will be a trial, and the funds have been frozen. Frozen, so now she has no money for school. Mm -hmm. no money for anything Mm -hmm. and then throughout this episode we see her trying to explain and get advice from eric who's been very distracted helping smash which is great he's also not touching the situation he's not on purpose right and we'll see in next week's episode too this weird balance of her wanting him to be the principal's husband and her wanting him wanting to her to just be the coach's Coach's wife wife. absolutely and he pretty much says hey listen as your husband you did make a mistake yeah you were wrong and she's like are you kidding how do you feel about this it hurts me
1: so bad i feel terrible for tammy that her husband won't support her he's also literally on enemy lines like he is the the coach head coach of the football team the number one thing that all this town cares about so yeah. it's riding on him as well that that they focus solely on what the benefit of the football team is so she gets the shit end of the stick because her husband is the head football coach the one that it affects the most so him saying yeah you made a mistake because it affects me
0: now as well is really shitty yeah, and they could be a power couple, absolutely. But when there's such a huge, drain, such a, there's a big divide, and she wants, yeah. she never, she was
1: okay with being the coach's wife, but she always wanted more, and now she has the more, and she has the moral compass of the town. The town has no moral compass. All they literally give a shit about is football. They don't care if these kids are dumb. Mm-hmm. They don't care if these kids are working at the local diner after they graduate just as long as they play high school for the next four years of their life who gives a shit about what happens to them afterwards just get us to the playoffs just get you to the playoffs and then that's it and then you throw them to the curb and it's on the next the next roundup of kids so it's just a shitty fucked up situation
0: who was that guy's name in season one who came back he was like the yes. big honcho panther and then he was selling cars or whatever not yeah. selling cars he was insurance ins- but but was he he wasn't he had, a had job. no money he had no money
1: if that's what's gonna happen to all these kids if you do not give them a good education yeah. and give them something to lean back on like if you all you care about is football and you're not gonna put any stock into your teachers or you just any funding for the school how you how are these kids gonna live in in the real world. Well we see that
0: and Tammy sees that. Right. And she's Tyra the, wants it. She's
1: the only one. And it's
0: petrifying
1: to be in a town where Yeah. It's like you're in the toilet zone. Nobody is paying attention to you and nobody thinks that you're right. They all want to go one direction. That's the wrong direction.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Tyra's running for class president and on one of her posters someone drew all over her face, gave her horns, I'm horny And Landry tries to sweetly cover it up. It was sweet. He was trying to protect
1: her. And I was telling Michelle when we were watching, I'm like, I felt that was very um, out of character for Tyra to be actually upset that they did that. I feel like she would have been like, oh, I rolled her eyes. She's very, she's tough exterior. I mean, I know she's soft inside.
0: (laughs) She's a big little doughy inside. She is. I think she just wants to be taken seriously. She does. Which we see this conflict back and forth because she goes to the vice principal trucks and he was like what do you expect you have no self-respect you know ginny has been running her campaign for weeks now and now you expect people to step up and vote for you right i mean there's a way to talk to someone yeah he's awful he's awful he's not wrong but he's awful
1: yeah in the deliverance like you can't just wake up tomorrow and say hey i want to run for student council and i have to get my ass together to figure out how i'm going to get support from people
0: but there's a way to deliver it. I mean, he's just a dick. He, he is. Just, I mean, he he's comes just an ass. He just sucks. So she goes home and she's sitting with Landry and her mom and Mindy. And they're saying, pretty much sex sells. Use what you got. You're gorgeous. She doesn't really want to go that route. But then decides, you know what? Maybe my mom's right. I should do that. She grabs some chicks from the landing strip. Next day is school in the quad. They're <laughs> dancing. Uh, Everybody's wearing... Low rise, clothes and truck shuts it down and wants to suspend her. And Tammy negates that. While Tammy's unhappy, she's like, we'll let this slide and see what happens at the town hall meeting. Do we think that that was the right thing to do? I do. She, I mean,
1: she overrided the vice. He's the vice principal. As she could, though. She is the she principal. Can. She can. But it's like she then she didn't trust his judgment well, on right. that. Yes. Yeah, so I mean even though she probably wanted to tell Tammy tell Tyra that she didn't agree with the way she was handling things. Yeah. And but she loves Tyra and she doesn't she wanted her to have a fair chance.
0: Right. And then she feels badly she gave her a fair chance because she was unhappy with the result. Well, right. So at the town hall meeting the students are asking questions and they ask Tyra like why should we vote for you? You have no experience and Tyra says, "Please, Like, if you want Ginny to be your president, she's going to throw you a prom where no one will get laid. Yeah, no, that was really, yikes, But here's Tyra going with what she thinks she should, (laughs) even though she doesn't really want to go that route. It's just she's, like, converting back to it. Yeah. And so she, you know, walks into Tammy's office, and she's like, they said they couldn't be done. Do you see the results? And Tammy just, like, gives her some words. I would have loved to see her actually fight for that spot with, like,
1: a dignified reasoning of why she should be the vice, the president, but yeah. she won anyway. Right? She did.
0: Yes, she did win. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully she'll reel it in. And <laughs> gain some self-respect. Right. Kate asks, how did you feel about Tammy in this episode? I usually love her, but I seriously consider choosing her as this week's shittiest for the first time <laughs> ever. This is what I was talking about at the top of the show. Whereas I get that, the school desperately needs money. I did not agree with her decision to try and appropriate the booster's funds to spend mm. on academics, insisting that it's technically within her rights to do so, and then stubbornly refusing to budge. Also, I thought she was unnecessarily mean and dismissive to Tyra after she won the election. It was way harsh. Way harsh, Ty. Way harsh, Ty. <laughs> That's how I read it, too. Thank you, Kate. So Kate sent this, right? And I'm like wow, I actually really liked Tammy in this episode because I am all about change and you have to do things that are uncomfortable to create the change. Right, and that's what she said. She says, I have to start the change. Right.
1: Even if it rustles people's feathers. Right. She was like literally standing her ground. That I see what Kate's saying. Absolutely. No, I love, and I love hearing a side that obviously is not my own. Same. And... I'm just, uh, well, I do think she was harsh on Tyra, but also I, we know Tyra is better than that. Yeah, And like I said just before, I, I would love to have saw her actually like show up these people and be like, no, actually I did do my research and I know what I'm talking about and I will give you X, Y, and Z if I'm your president. But she didn't go that route. And that was really disappointing. I really wanted that for her to be... Like, this is her year. It's her senior year. And while she did win, it's, like, on, I don't know, not great bounds. Like, I don't know. It's kind of a letdown for me.
0: But I hope she changes it. I hope she turns it around. Vic asks, did Tyra running for student council remind you of Brooke? For me, I did not think of Brooke once. No, never. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, yeah. uh, I forget. Me too. I totally forgot. I... Those years are a blur to me. A sidebar convo. This came to me in the shower. I was like, you know what? I think I love the cast of One Tree Hill more than I love One One Tree Tree Hill. Hill. And I love the OC more than I love the cast of the OC. That makes sense. And Friday Night Lights, I think, is a beautiful mixture of both. Absolutely. And Gossip Girl, no comment. No comment.
1: I... I was funny, um, in the car right here, I was thinking about if I was to be asked out of at least all the shows that we've podcasted about thus far, which one was my favorite, I honestly think it's this show. Oh, I love For that. so many reasons, like, it's from start, we're in season three, and while I know season two was the wonky season, <laughs> we might have some more wonky episodes coming our way, but all around it's just a really really good show and i love every single character even i Buddy? i just love even bunny i just i just really enjoy this show like i really look forward to it each week not that i didn't for there are other shows it just it's a different feeling for me i feel like a comfort with this show so that would be my answer if someone were to ask me <laughs> what my favorite total bunny show is it makes so me far, me really
0: happy. Thank you. I hope so. Yeah. Hmm. But it is great. It's so good. But thanks, Vic. Yeah, I never... I did not think of Brooke. No, I forgot about that. Whoops. Smash is back to running drills, but still having hesitations with his speed and after being shoved by Tim in a practice, which we love <laughs> how Smash and Tim are friends. I yeah. loved. Loved, loved. And in this scene, when they're practicing together... Tim has a nice cutoff. Nice tanky. <laughs> just just had to make note of that. But what this stems from Smash, when he when Tim Chavez him, it's all from fear-based. And it's clear throughout this. And he's clearly worried about his knee yeah. again. And also misses playing with a team. Oh. He's not measuring up to who he used to be. Feeling lost. So Coach goes into the Almo Freeze and... I guess it was a good pep talk. I don't really love the whole phrase "man up,"
1: mm-hmm.
0: but I understand this is how he talks to. I was just he's curious caved. if you felt this yeah. way, yeah, yeah. Because Smash humbly says, "Like, I don't know if I'm who I used to be. I was used to playing on a team as a Panther, and now I don't know if I could be that person." And then Coach is just like, "Man up!" Yeah, he's he's um he's abrasive. Yes it's um yes it's
1: not like a heart-to-heart like i am your coach i support you it's just like get yourself together and shape up and yeah i guess that's how maybe that's
0: how smash needs to be talked to well that's what i was wondering because coach and jason had such a different heart-to-heart relationship i feel like coach never would have said that to never. Jason. never
1: not even to uh, maybe to tim oh yeah never to tim. matt though yeah, a little softer. He's softer with the ones who are softer. I guess, like, yeah. Smash and Tim need a little bit of a well, tough for love. Sure. I, we know Tim.
0: Tim needs the most tough love ever. But then this leads to a really. One of my favorite scenes in this episode, he tells him, get to this field full pads and the whole team, his old team shows up and they play with Smash. I had a little tears. Yeah. It was
1: really sweet. I I loved it. And he needed it. That's exactly what he needed to have the confidence in himself again. He's just he he feels lost without being a part of like the big picture. Yeah. It's just him as the picture. And he doesn't know who to be because he doesn't have a, a solid path of where he's going right but coach I'm really I give coach a lot of credit though in this episode I mean not just in this episode but the last two where he's not giving up on smash he refuses to let smash give up on himself it's really beautiful I, I said to Michelle I'm like what time do you think he's like getting up with smash to practice like he has so many other
0: things he has to do and he's taking time out of his day to work with him yeah. It's really big. Yeah. While trying to deal with everyone else commenting on his, you know, his choices. For his I mean, but we had a short little. Half a second. Yeah. A Panther game against Larabie Lions. They won. Yeah. And Matt was good in the game, right? And Matt was good in the game. But Smash ends up getting the opportunity for a walk-on at Texas <laughs> A&M, which will be in two weeks. Oh, so Coach goes to deliver the news. Oh. And then as coach walks away, you just hear them all screaming, "Karina and his sister and smash. And that's when you cry. Crying. Crying. So cry. Beca- My eyes are burning. I don't know what it is about smash, but... Anytime I see him hurt or succeed, it, like, actually, it breaks me, too. me out he, of all of them. It's Gaius. It's really it's Gaius. Gaius.
1: He's so incredible. I know. And you see every emotion. He, he wears his emotions on his sleeve, on his face. Like, yeah. he, when he's happy, he's so happy. When he's sad, he's so sad. It's really good. And then him and his relationship with his mom and their, his sisters, like, they're all very close and... They're like a, just a good unit for him, and so when he's happy, they're happy. When he's sad, they're sad. Oh, it. it's just
0: so good. I love it. I it love breaks love my it. heart, but like melts my heart. But even Coach, when he goes and he goes, oh hi Karina, so sorry I'm here. He's like smart. and then he goes, as soon as Smash, I'm like, you I know it's two weeks. We got work to do. are <laughs> <You're> so right. <laughs> and then he leaves, and then he like, hey kid, and hey, like kid. waves to his Noni. Just, it's a weird.
1: It's a weird balance of him. The way he handles
0: Smash. Yeah. It is strange. Another Mm. tear-heavy moment in this episode. Last but not least, we have to talk about Matt and Lorraine. She goes to the doctor for a checkup. She's in the danger zone. She's not taking her blood pressure medication, which is affecting her dementia. And so the doctor tells Smash... Smash. The doctor tells (laughs) Harrison that I can't give you the pills because you're not her guardian. Right. And they don't have any pills left because she won't fill the pills. Correct. And she doesn't want to take the pills because it dries out her skin. She looks like a mummy. Matt meets with, I'm assuming that's a lawyer. I guess so. An attorney, yeah. A family lawyer. And he suggests becoming an emancipated minor. Mm-hmm. And then that would allow him to become the guardian so he can look after his grandma's affairs, which is so hard. He's 17. He's 17. Matt, I cannot even imagine
1: having to deal with this. Emancipate yourself to take care of your grandma, not to emancipate yourself To get out of your house situation. No, you literally are doing this so that you can stay in your house and take care of your grandmother. That is so heartbreaking to
0: me and says a lot about him. And the fact that in order to become an emancipated minor, you have to get a parent to sign off. His dad's in Afghanistan. He has no parents. Right. So we think. So after trying to convince Grandma one more time to take the pills at Applebee's, which a little side scene we have, he walks out behind, he's kicking boxes, and Julie comes out, and he vents to Julie about everything.
1: Yeah. Did you like this scene? I did. I mean, it's I cute. like them as a as a, a unit. I think they eventually, my light product here, will find each other again. Yeah. But as you said, like with the joke, when J- when. Julie was making a joke about how grandma was demanding pudding. And I was like, wow, that was really not a good timing. But then he laughed. And Michelle and I were like, we would be pissed. Pissed. (laughs) We would have been so pissed in that moment. And then maybe a minute after I would have laughed about it. But he immediately laughs and he, he needs some lightness in his life. And maybe Julie is that way to give him some balance of happiness because it's just
0: very dark and she knows his situation she does
1: she understands i mean she was there a lot and helping him she saw him at his worst saw grandma at her worst so she's definitely a good ear for him so i did like that scene and i do like it later on when they talk about it again
0: yeah after the final sweet scene between matt and his grandma at this point he's like still like what should i do and He's heating up milk for her. And then she says, I saw your game tonight. You're such a sweet boy. I love you. And then starts crying. And then I'm crying. Yeah. And then it just flips with him. He's like, I know what I have to do. I don't know if anyone else caught on to this. And I don't know if you did. He wakes Landry up. He says, hey, can I borrow your car? I'll be back in the morning. He wasn't back in the morning. It It was nighttime. Right. He borrows the car, drives off. But you called to his mother. I called it midway. I was like, where the hell could this
1: guy be going? You go, Is he going to Iraq? I'm like, where is he driving to Iraq? How's he gonna get there? But I'm like, oh wait, no, he does have another parent and they never actually tell you anything about her. So I always just thought I don't know if I thought that she was dead. I don't think I don't think I thought she was dead. I just thought she
0: wasn't around, which is the case. Mike wants to know, did you think we were ever going to meet Matt's mom? Do you yeah. think we'll see her again?
1: Yeah, we'll see her again. I know she's, she's, I'm not that I know, but I can predict she's not on the island. She's not. Yeah. Um. Yes, I see it. I could see this as a storyline for Matt.
0: For sure. I could have seen this in season one. Right. Because why would we introduce her to sign the form? She does end up signing so he can become an emancipated minor. Why would we do that and then never see her again? Right. It wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, after he gets back, he picks up Julie from her shift, sees her waiting, and they have a really sweet exchange. He fills her in about meeting his mom, and then she shows him the car she's saving up for. Her Celica. Yeah, it's
1: cute. Yeah, she's super excited about it. She
0: has to make enough money for working up from working at Applebee's. It shows she's independent. She's focusing on certain things. Yes. She's a tolerable Julie right
1: now. Yes, she is. And I, I remember her saying it last episode, like, I need I need to get a job. Don't you want me to get a job? Yeah. So here she does. She got her job at Applebee's and she's saving
0: for the car so that she can really become her uh, independent self. Yes. I know you made your prediction for Sailor. Yeah. Uh, Vic wants to know, do you prefer Tim and Tyra versus Tim with Lila? As a couple... I pref- come on you know like tim and tyra we saw they were so toxic so toxic it wasn't good yeah and like i feel like for a little
1: bit there are some parts of lila and tim that can also be toxic not right now not currently um I guess Tim and Lila, if I really had to pick. They didn't um I wouldn't say bother, bother's not the right word. I wasn't affected by them in a way where I was like, No, I don't want you to be together tonight. I think I think I said this last week, like I'm I'm okay I'm understanding that this is where we're going, so I'm fine with it. I just um I I'm just looking
0: forward to seeing how it goes. It's that's n- it. There's no couple yet where we're like, oh my God, I hate this. I'm triggered. Right. No, no, no. I don't know if we'll ever feel triggered on this show. That's good. Or just so in the red of opinions. Yeah, no. Like, obviously, we'll always have opinions. I'm just thinking of our other shows where we're like, you can get pretty nasty about, <laughs> we have some choice words about others. But yeah, yeah I i don't know. Lila and Tim right now, I'm just like, okay. You can like get a little okay. indifferent about it. Right. I can't. That's how I feel too. Yeah. I have to say, I don't love the sailor ship name. You don't love it? I don't. What do you want it to be? It doesn't, I don't know. (laughs) I I have no other opinions. I think I just don't like it. (laughs) Okay. And that's it.
1: Maybe we can call them... Mooli. I don't know if that's better. (laughs) It's
0: not. (laughs) I think sailor because it's their last names and where I'm so used to using the first first names. names. That's what throws me. And to me, sailor doesn't sound like Matt and Julie. Chat? Jet? Chat's not that great. Chat. They're bad. all they all suck. They're so, bad. I guess that's why we became why we chose Coin Sailor. Mike says in season 2 we saw List start to like buddy and actually picked him as an MVP a few times. Do you think that buddy will continue to trend upwards or will he decline and go back to season 1 buddy? <laughs>
1: I think as a parent he'll go up.
0: I think as an individual he will go down. That's all. He says, did either of you notice that Matt poured his grandmother a glass of milk out of a plastic jug? What is that about? No, I did not notice. <laughs> I just thought it was cute. She was drinking warm milk. Very it's like a cute. a little cat. Yeah. And then, last but not least, will Dylan be getting a Jumbotron or will the money go to academics? Sidebar, why does a high school need a Jumbotron? It's ridiculous. Sounds a little excessive to it's, me. Of course Because it's, it's the Dylan Panthers. They're yes. going to get this freaking Jumbotron. Yeah. What's going to happen with the academics, They're- though?
1: They don't care about it. It's very clear. I can see going obviously both ways. I would love for Tammy to be like, this is my school. okay?" But like then again, aren't there people above the president? The president? (laughs) the The principal?
0: The superintendent. The
1: superintendent. They went directly to the superintendent
0: for the Jumbotron, correct? Well, the boosters raised money for the Jumbotron. And then that wasn't put into execution. And so then the superintendent has now froze the... Right. So the superintendent is on their side. Because the town loves the Panthers. Because the town loves Panthers. So
1: Tammy can only do so much here. She can only go as far as possible as a principal could go. So without the support of anyone else... I would love to see her strive and to like help the school out tremendously. I would love to see that. I just don't know how she's going to achieve it with nobody on her side. Right. Well, in two weeks is the
0: trial, right? So she needs to gain. She needs a good ass like for academics. speech. I don't know. She does. She got a lawyer. She needs her own version of boosters. She right. She needs academic boosters.
1: She does. Who's going to support that? Everyone's supporting the football.
0: It's oh, not great. Geez. Music in this episode, we had Fink, Better Than Ezra, Juliana Hatfield, Rye Rai and the War on Drugs. What quote do you have? I think you know it's coming, but <clears throat> as soon as
1: they are done humping, I'll get out of your hair, Tyra. And a follow up,
0: I uh ate pigeon tonight, Tyra. <laughs> Tim. I loved it. <laughs> MVP and shittiest. So last week we didn't do three two one. Do we want to do three two one? Okay, let's do it. Okay. MVP purse. Yes. Okay. Three, three two, two one, one Tammy. Good ones. Yes. Love it. We had votes for Matt and Coach. Oh, a coach is a good one. I almost did give it to Coach
1: as well. Tammy though, she really had my heart this episode. I felt really
0: bad for her. That's what I love. The fact that me and you felt the same way about Tammy. And then Kate almost turns her as the shittiest. I know. Yeah. I love that. I love that though. Yeah. Uh, Shittiest. Do you have yours? Why don't I even look? I know who it is. (laughs) Okay. Three, Three, two, two, one, trucks. I
1: was going to say booster slash uh, buddy. Yes. I'm sorry. Booster slash mayor.
0: Yeah. So we had a bunch of votes for mayor Buddy, Boosters, the Town of Dillon. They were all kind of a collective shitty. Yeah, throw trucks yes. in there too. Trucks in there, yeah. How many t-shirts did you count? I had two. Yeah, we had a range between one and four. Oh. Uh, so we're all in the same. Okay, I was in the in the middle. Yeah, you were in the middle. Uh. What was your favorite coach moment?
1: I, I'm torn, but I... Oh, excuse me. I think it's going to be... Coach getting the team on the field for Smash. That was mine too. Yeah, it was just really good. It was nice that he was a part of it. He was he was coaching everyone, but really it was for solely Smash.
0: And also they were having fun. They were having fun. Yeah, there was no pressure.
1: Yeah, and then whoever that was knocked Smash down. He's like, "I'm sorry, man." Like, did I get the knee? And Smash gets up. He's like, "That's
0: six, baby." I'm back. I'm back. Oh, my God. My yeah. heart. Oh, heart. My heart. So my, heart cute. my heart. All right. Let's go into a booster of the week. Who are we supported by? Booster of the week. You're a total booster.
1: We're supported this week by the OG, Allie. Allie. Allie and Kate from Itty Bitty wedding committee I got to interview them it's live on the we are liars channel if you're interested it was so fun to talk to them Allie was our first patron ever I know every time I we talk about her I am always like she was our first patron ever but like that's huge so that's why her name is the OG and I wanted to just say we love you and we thank you so much for the support that you have given us since 2016 that is incredible and while you are quiet, I know you're still listening, as you told me. So
0: we love you. <laughs> Thank you, Allie. And we had the pleasure of getting to meet her. We
1: met her in Which, 2017, I think. Or like maybe 20 end of 2016, early 2017. It was like cold, I felt. Yeah, I don't remember, but it was great. It was great. Whatever day it was, yeah. we had brunch and it was
0: delicious. And we got to meet Allie and hug and it was great. Love you, Allie. Thank you so much for your continued support. If you would like to be our Panther of the Week, please consider leaving us a rating on Apple Podcasts along with a review. you do so, we will shout you out and you will become our Panther of the Week. Uh, to help you and maybe provide some inspiration, we're going to give you an emoji. Yeah. It's like being in a club, <laughs> a secret club. Uh, the emoji will pair with this episode, and you can drop that in the review. You can send us a DM on Instagram. You can send us an email, talkingtexasforever at com, with just the emoji, just so we know you listen to this episode. Which emoji? Should we pick a pigeon? Is there a pigeon? There's got to be a bird. I know there's like a gray bird. Okay, were you going to say? Were gonna say I was going to say
1: like mother. <laughs> mother like mother for matt's mom like because we met her in this episode
0: um but i think a pigeon is better Um, or a bird there is a bird send us any bird and then you can write this podcast is way better than rare squab (laughs) (laughs) there you go perfect title for an apple podcast (laughs) review
1: we'll definitely get some heads turning i hope so They're like, people will be interested. Like, what
0: is this podcast that's better than Rare Squab? (laughs) I'm definitely curious now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's look into Next Games Playbook, Season 3, Episode 3, How the Other Half Lives. Okay. Four words. Angle. Angle. Offer. Oh. Ribs. (laughs) And Nemo. Nemo? Yeah. Nemo. Nemo.
1: N E M O. Nemo. Maybe someone gets a fish. Uh-huh. I think the tailors are going to get a fish because Julie brought it home. Someone at work were giving away goldfish and they named it Nemo. Uh, ribs, I think. Buddy's having a barbecue. And he's getting the McCoys. He's the McCoys are coming over. They have to mingle. Maybe JD is like interested in Lila. I can see that. And uh, yeah, he just has to like mingle with them. But he's making ribs. Or is ribs a coach thing? Did we do a ribs? We did a ribs. We did a ribs. Maybe Tammy's having like the back to school barbecue at her place and eat the ribs okay i got it she's awake wow she (laughs) she caught on to the ribs look at you (laughs) famous ribs okay i got it offer while i want to think that that is smash are we going to go two weeks from now i don't know if we'll do that like will we jump to two weeks from now no. <laughs> He's looking at me. I'm not giving you any clarification. I'm just listening. Like, just listening to me. Offer I think has to do with Smash and maybe he will get another offer. And now he'll be like, well now which t- team do I go to? And then angle, an angle that something is looked at. You She's can on look fire. you can look at She's it from this on- angle, maybe it's coach and Tammy. Like, look at it from my angle, my side of the things. I feel really good. You, brava, you're giving me bravo, so, bravo. You're giving me so much life.
0: Bravo. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Okay, I feel good. I look forward as I normally do. I feel like I say that every week. I look forward. You did good. You did real Thank good. Thank
0: you. Very proud of you. Last but not least, we have Will's football. Oh, poetry corner. Strip sack. <laughs> <laughs>
1: sorry that threw me off guard just as tim took his pants down like strip sack <laughs> that's my mental picture
0: going on okay a strip sack is when a defender sacks the quarterback and simultaneously strips the ball away from him for a turnover tammy runs the risk of being sacked for her major decision while tyra invites some strippers to help her campaign
1: oh very good Thank you, Will. My mind is going in the, utter, the gutter for that. The utter gutter. <laughs> the utter gutter.
0: Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we truly appreciate each and every one of you. Like I said, if you're enjoying the show, please consider leaving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and leaving us a review. If you want to send us questions and comments and be a part of the show, talkintexasforeware at gmail.com. And if you want to watch us, watch us on YouTube. The link is in yeah. the bio. Along with our Patreon information if you want to support us that would be awesome too but we'll be back next week for episode three utter gutter utter gutters
1: <laughs> thank you so much for listening to talking texas forever a friday night lights podcast you can email us at talking forever at gmail.com if you're interested in seeing what we do with this show and all of our others head
0: over to instagram at total Betty podcast Network. This has been a Total Betty podcast, produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio, music by Anthony Vocora.